Welcome back to the I'm Open podcast. Today, we have I'm Open's HR expert coming into the studio to explain the difference between whistleblowing and extortion, to talk about the lack of diversity at Hogwarts, and to break down the science behind Dad's forearms. All coming up next on I'm Open Podcast. I'm Open Family, we are so lucky to have with us today a great friend of mine, an incredible performer, comedian, and an even better person, Jessica Norman from the great state of Illinois. Is that how you, is that exactly how you, how you say it? <laughs> uh, it's Illinois. The S oh, with a silent. silent S. Yeah. Oh, like lasagna something. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've well, already no, learned a lot. lasagna has an S. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a silent G. Okay, much like lasagna, Illinois also has a silent letter. Illinois, the lasagna of states. We're already learning, we're already moving forward, and this is already one of the best episodes we've ever had. I first wanted to start off talking about March Madness. We just had the final championship game yesterday, which the University of Virginia Cavaliers actually won. Um, I don't know if you saw that. It was really exciting for them. You know, I, despite my age, I am on social media. Oh, yeah. And I did see a lot about UVA. Yes. And I saw a lot about people cheering, and then I realized it was finals last night. Yeah. Do you and have then, a lot of friends who went to UVA? Or? Um, I have one friend who is in grad school there. Shout out to Terrell. I looked at UVA way back in the mm-hmm. yesteryears as a college. Like, I visited the campus. And, you know, TJ, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, shout out to him. Now, shout out to TJ. <laughs> it's a great school, as you said. You have a friend who, who went there, and you saw the celebrations. Yeah. I mean, we're used to the West Virginias, the Michigan States. <laughs> Will they burn couches? That's something they do. Uh, are you surprised? Did you see West Virginia was, I mean, that not West Virginia, real Virginia. Not that West Virginia isn't real. It's just not, uh, it's just a different state. Half are you surprised that the, the students at the University of Virginia were burning couches on campus oh after they God, won? Oh my God, I didn't know this. They were. You can see that on social media, depending wow. on who you follow. Wow. Didn't see that. Uh, no I guess that's not what your friends were. No, they were uh, tucked in bed by midnight, I think. Um you know, that's funny. I No one's above burning a couch and mm-hmm. a little rioting, I yeah. guess. Any overturned cars? or I didn't see the cars. I think it does just go to show, though. Like you said, no one's above rioting wow. and burning stuff, even if you think your school's really fancy, as obviously UVA is. Yeah. Now, last year, I'm just bringing this full circle, and it was a beautiful story because last year, UVA was also a really, really awesome team. They were a number one seed, which means they were one of the top four teams in the whole country. Oh. So they were incredible. Okay. Everybody thought they were going to be great, great, great. But in the very first round of the NCAA tournament, they lost to University of Maryland Baltimore College, which was a 16 seed. So at the time, Ouch. that was the biggest upset ever in March Madness. And it was a kind of a big story at the time. This. You probably remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Golden Retrievers were, were the oh. <laughs> At UMBC, which is oh. just such a cute uh, nickname. Oh. Uh, shout out to Airbud as well, obviously. <laughs> oh so God. this whole narrative, now that they won mm-hmm. the championship, everybody was saying... You know, they went to the rock bottom. They hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. They had the biggest upset ever in the history of sport. That's what people were saying. And it was like mm-hmm. so embarrassing, so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And everybody on the team was saying, you know, because we hit rock bottom, that's the only thing that allows us to make it to the top. Ooh. 
Do you think, and I've heard a lot of people say that about sports, about other things in life. Mm -hmm. Do you think people really do need to hit rock bottom to reach their goals? I, I'm going to say I hope not. Because I feel like rock bottom's a tough place yeah. to land. Mm -hmm. um, but I and I think in sports, you know, why? What about being seated second and then winning it all? Like it's not rock bottom, but it's nice. Still hurts, and then yeah, yeah like just losing in this finals and then make mm -hmm. it back. I'm just thinking of like friends who may have had to hit rock bottom before their life turned around, and I feel like that's not great. Yeah, I you know some, sometimes I like to uh, disagree with my guests for the mm -hmm. for the case of argument, but I can't. I kind of agree with you on this one. I feel like a lot of the people who say like I needed to hit rock bottom to make it right. are the people who like are trying to come up with a validation for hitting rock bottom. Honestly, like, I'm gonna make this good. I'm gonna turn this into my story. Yeah, I mean, if I let me put it this way, David, if I were like setting sail to rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I would hope that before I hit the ground, like, you and others would be like, hey, Jess, I think this is yeah. not great. Yeah, you're on the way down, girl. Yeah, can you stop doing whatever it is you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, this was not, like, obviously, like, an addiction situation or something. Right, exactly, Because right. this was a, a, a really bad loss. Right. But at the same time, um, I do find that a lot of, like, like, I agree with you. I think a lot of times when people say, well, if I hadn't hit rock bottom, I wouldn't have done this. Right. It's kind of like, did it really have to come to that? Well, maybe for addiction, it's different. Yeah. But just like, let's take a bad habit, like a bad relationship. Yes. You know, like before it's like to the point where you're burning each other's couches. Exactly. Like, let's have a bit of an relationship yeah. intervention did you have to get to the point where you were like literally throwing plates at right. your partner right, right. <laughs> before you realized or was there a moment before where you're maybe like this isn't a match this isn't great we're fighting about plates uh, <laughs> let's roll it back especially yeah. if you're fighting about plates i was more envisioning the plates as a weapon but oh, but if you're right. fighting about plates that's probably <laughs> even worse Plates. Just, what what would the argument have you? I mean, you're happily married. Mm -hmm. Have you and Eric ever had any? Am I allowed to say his name on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay. Have you and Eric? <laughs> John Doe. Have you and Eric ever had any plate-related fights? Plate. Um. No, I don't think we've had plate-related fights. We that's certainly good. have like that's kitchen why you guys have to healthy, related. Yeah, um, that's natural. I would say arguments. Yeah, but, not um, fights. It's arguments, not a fight. Yeah, yeah, I don't like being in the kitchen or cleaning up. Yeah. So. Um, that's fair. I'm not a good wife in that in the traditional 1950s respect um luckily it's 2019 baby yeah. i don't have to be good in the yeah. kitchen i do say the one thing that gets on my nerves big time yeah. is mm -hmm. when ariana puts the plates where the cups are supposed to go mm, tough i stuff. just sometimes <laughs> i'm like sometimes i have to be like hey i mean this doesn't fit but then sometimes i just go and do it and I don't say anything and I think like like we were just talking about it's better not to fight about plates if you can there's but more important things to fight about don't you feel like if that's what you have to fight about things are going pretty good that's a good point that's I'd rather I be think. fighting about plates than, than throwing plates yeah so for sure yeah. That's, yeah that's that's a good reference. so one super exciting thing mm -hmm. that this is the first time this happened in March Madness and I think in any sport um, so are you familiar with how people are sometimes mic'd up like sometimes they'll connect. They do this for football, basketball. Sometimes they'll like put a mic on the body of a player, like in their helmet or under their shirt or something like that, so you can like hear what they're saying during the games. Oh, I didn't know that. It's really cool. It's, I'm assuming they know they're mic'd up. 
They know. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, they <laughs> know. They trick. like so, so. A lot of times they'll pick like one player or maybe one player on each team who they think are going to be interesting to follow, and then they'll mic them up for games. And then I have gone down serious YouTube wormholes just like seeing. People just who's, being mic'd yeah, up, what they say. Who's listening to it besides you? Uh, mostly me. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Maybe other people are too. But it's just a lot of times they'll like show it during the game. What did they say? They're like, hey, man, look, next time just pass it to me. If I'm coming open, pass. And they're like, wow, Earl Thomas, what a great leader. He just went over and talked <laughs> to his teammate. So sometimes they'll do that type of thing. Or like they'll mm. be, or if the guys like, all right, guys, come on, focus, focus, with just uh, different stuff. They're like, see, that's a leader bringing his team together. But they're filtering this. Content. Yeah, they don't. They're not like, fuck you, pussy, don't you, pass it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah okay. they they usually don't. They, they usually don't show that. Okay. And then like later on, they'll release like the full half hour. Like, what was this person doing the whole game? I don't really think oh. anybody watches that other than me, but um. <laughs> To me, it is exciting because I love sports, so I get to see how... And sometimes they're just like, hey, man, I like those shoes. Where'd you get those? Like, sometimes it literally is just people catching up. Like, hey, man, didn't you just have a daughter? Congratulations. Oh, like, sometimes it's not nice. even about the game. What's your... Like, I'm assuming you played sports. Mm -hmm. Do you play sports? Uh, I should know this about you. Right now, I would say improv is my main sport. Yeah, it's super it's, athletic. It's athletic, and it's a team environment. Right, a lot of passing. And and a lot of passing, a lot of dunking. I do yeah. actually, when I, and this is a total tangent, but I, I think it's interesting to go for it because it, it relates to how we know each mm -hmm. other and how we work together on stage. Like when I perform as an improviser, I attack it with the mentality of an athlete because I grew up playing sports my whole life. Mm -hmm. So when I like, and I know stuff about comedy, but I don't know that many comedians, like, improvisers like I love Chris Farley I haven't seen him do improv but like he inspires me a lot but like when I do improv I try to have a mentality of like and I'm thinking like yo I'm going after this like LeBron tonight mm -hmm. not like hey I'm gonna be <laughs> I don't interesting need... like I'm gonna be like Amy Poehler yeah um, exactly. I, I don't have a background in either so I just hope for the best not, not sports or but improv. I think it is I think there um, is I think especially basketball more than any other sport because you're like a good point guard exactly so you know what I'm talking about yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I want to set all my teammates up mm -hmm. for slam dunks and yeah. that's my vision when I go in a good point guard, you can run the fast break when you want to, which means yeah. you're like sprinting down. Sometimes you need to slow it down and get everybody organized. Yeah. And then you want to set your teammates up for dunks. And then sometimes you just need to pop your own, pop a three, like right. when your team really exactly. needs you. Exactly. So I try to take that mentality to when I perform. And like, I know it's kind of weird. Everybody no, has their own like yeah. strategy of how they perform. But mm -hmm. I do think of it. And I'm glad you said that with the point guard, because that yeah. really is how I think about how to improvise well. I got well. a sports analogy. I appreciate right? that. <laughs> so about the mic'd up thing. Can I, I go on a Chris Farley tangent? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Funny story, my parents go to a church in Illinois, formerly known as Illinois. Yeah, sorry. And, oh, fine. Um, and there was a man there named Father Matt Foley, which if you've ever watched yes. the SNL skits. How can you get on the right track? <laughs> yes. yes. A, a band down by the river. Wow. Um, he is the real Matt Foley. Really? He was childhood friends with Chris Farley. Oh, like shit. Friends. And growing up, um, Chris Farley kind of would always, like, you know, bust his chops because um, he was going to, like, Whoa. the seminary and stuff. Um, so, yeah, he, like, talks, like, 
Um, I don't think it get more any any more interesting in a Catholic church than to have a sermon, or I guess sermon's not the right word for Catholicism, a uh, homily yes. about Chris Farley. So he's given him about Chris Farley? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And does he have, uh, is he a heavier fellow? Or? Not at all. No. He's like a pretty attractive, good-looking guy. He's hot. He's hot. Am I going to go to hell for saying that? No. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay. He's uh, a lot of priests are hot these Lightning days. Lightning strikes. <laughs> uh, um, but, I, but does he have, like, obviously he's a motivational type of guy, yeah. right? Does he, um, does he say, like, I'm going to get you on the right track? Or is it just sort of, like, the general character as his name and then... I think he's like a really like honest kind of like genuine guy yeah. and I think that Chris Farley just like turned it into more of like a farce because yeah. yeah he's not creepy he doesn't he's have a like band a down by loser. the river yeah. no I think he's like a stand up guy wow that's awesome hope you're listening Father Matt Foley shout out Father Foley I would love to meet him sometime <laughs> hopefully I can come up and visit the Norman family yeah, and, for and sure. go to church with you, you go guys to my mom. that would be such a treat <laughs> to be in the presence of the real Matt Foley mm-hmm. would be like I mean, cause that could be on the pod. Oh my god, that uh, sketch and the difference. So uh, good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just oh man, like that just makes me laugh just thinking mm-hmm. about it. Chris Farley's a man. Start off talking about how people were mic'd up, mm-hmm. and this year for the first time ever, this this all it all relates, it all connects. They decided to mic up parents of the players? of the players. Ooh. So they decided to put mics on like <laughs> players, like dads in the audience wow. or in the not audience uh, crowd, I guess, because it's a sports wow. game, watching their sons play. Ooh, that's like good idea or no? How do you feel about this? Mm. I'm going to say not a great idea. Uh, I feel like maybe if you're a family therapist that's bringing in some future <laughs> business, um, mm. but I wouldn't want to... It's kind of like if I'm on stage or something, mm-hmm. I don't want to know what my parents are muttering under their breath, you know? Yeah. Um, like, what if they're saying something like, oh, there he goes, he fumbles again, <laughs> what a loser. And then the kid hears it, Yeah. and then he's like, my parents think I'm a loser, then he hits rock bottom. Then... He might win the championship the following year. Right, and the following, he has to wait till next year <laughs> yeah, to win to the championship. No, I I think if it was my parents, mm-hmm. I would be so pissed off. Mm-hmm. But as a fan, it was like my favorite. Like when I saw it, I got so excited and I kept being like, when are they going back? Like especially in the Purdue, Purdue was playing. They had this guy, Ryan Klein. Boilermakers? Boilermakers, oh. yeah. Uh, and good one. You're on fire with these. With I know these. some mascots. <laughs> yeah. What is a boilermaker? Uh, it has something to do with the train mm. because their mascot is a train. Oh, okay. so steel? No. So maybe something about like the boiler room in the train. Does that make the train go? Or no, maybe. that's the coal. That's shoveling coal, okay. right? My grandpa went to Purdue. I'll ask. Let's him. ask him Let's how a train works. <laughs> it is weird though. Now that you're mentioning it, because most mascots are like have like a personified. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, I guess you, like Thomas the Train was a personified (laughs) train. Just like Thomas the Train. But I don't know if they have like a live mascot. Mm -hmm. We'll have to Google it. Yeah, like if you're like a Cavalier Colonial, you just throw a wig on somebody and just send them out there. Yeah. It's pretty in a hat. What is your mascot? 
Uh, brown bears. Okay. Go Bruno. Was That's it like a bear that walked around? It was a bear. I don't... I'm trying to think if we had an official full-time bear. Sports weren't really that big. No offense yeah. to my friends who played sports. You guys were great athletes, but just nobody really watched them <gasps> mm-hmm. perform. But we did have... It, it was Division One, so we had a lot of really oh, talented really? athletes. Are you Division One B? No. Division... Literally, Division, like, the highest level of sports. Oh, like... Wow. That's... Brown was a part of that, so... March Madness, like, we didn't make it, but if we would have been good, we could have made it. Interesting. But there was always a sort of tension because Mm. athletes at the school were mad that nobody cared about them. Nobody who wasn't an athlete really cared Mm -hmm. that they were, and they would always be like, we're D1, pretty freaking good. Yeah. And, like, Mm, our soccer team made it to, like, the final eight, I think, elite eight. Like, our hockey team was always ranked, like, top ten, like, in the country. Like, we had a lot of good teams, but... Yeah. Shout out to the Brown Shout Bears. Shout out to Go Bruno. Um, um, we're the JMU Duke Dogs. Duke Dogs? Yeah. Why aren't they just the Dukes? Well, because there's a dog that runs around with a like a Duke hat on. Oh. Like a King's hat. He's a Duke dog. So is it a Duke that's a... Du- I, I You know what? <laughs> now we're exploring a new form of mascots that I would love to see, which would be the sort of double up mascots. Mm, like animals with hats? Animals like a pirate turtle (laughs) like why not why just stick to the dukes when you could be the duke dog that's a really good point and actually is jmu the only school i guess so i've actually never thought about why it was called the duke dogs till right now i was like why is is that like a breed of dog and then i was like no he's got a crown it's just a dog that's a duke yeah because it could easily be like colonials or i feel like yeah yeah. uh the colonials are like or old colonial monarchs men. or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. Duke, dukes, like that would. Let's suggest it. Wow, that's there could be so many combo, yeah. uh, combo mascots. Now I'm getting excited. Yeah, people don't have to duplicate. Yeah, like, like um, Brown, we could have just been like the bear firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been. There's still time. And then time. Smokey the Bear probably would have sued us. You're but, right. You're right. But it would have still been like that would have been, been cool. People might have actually cared about sports. For sure. Um, but this guy's dad, Ryan's dad, he was a big guy. He was like, he brought me back to like every sports team I was on as a kid. He had just wild forearms, super wide forearms. <laughs> For some reason, wait, wait, I, who's Ryan? Sorry. So Ryan was playing on Purdue. Oh, and sorry, boy, His me. dad was mic'd up. So he was like, Ryan, let's go, Ryan. And he was like a big, gruff guy. He had a mustache. (laughs) And he had just wild, heavy forearms, which for some reason the forearms thing was just a trigger for me. Yeah, for sure. We've all seen that. Why do dads have forearms that are so heavy? I feel like they bench press or lift weights (laughs) in like a basement and like yell out afterwards, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And their wife's upstairs being like, why the hell did they put the plates where the cups go? But why is it a... Like, but see... There's something about dads and their forearms. Mm. Like, have you noticed? Does your dad have wide forearms or just normal? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I've never looked. See, look next to, like, like this part, like, below your elbow. Like, so mine are just, we're in the same room right now, so Jessica's looking at my forearms. (laughs) They're pretty standard. They're bigger than mine. They're bigger than, I hope they would be. I mean, (laughs) I'm a man, after all. But, like... (laughs) <laughs> There's something about like middle-aged man mm. that I know like your head gets slightly bigger as you oh get older, God. isn't that true? But I think there's something about your forearm, which I don't know if it's a muscle, because like my dad has big forearms, but mm. he doesn't have big like arms. Like my dad isn't like muscular, mm. 
maybe you shrink like your whole skeletal flame frame is <laughs> shrinking so the the wrist to the elbow shrinks a little and it compacts, compacts and that's science lighter. that is science I ladies and gentlemen Jessica. yeah so like the whole time ryan's dad was like ryan tough tough defense tough whatever and i was just like waiting like gotta go back to ryan's dad and see what he thinks at every moment so i think my my proposition for this i think they should from now on every game Mm -hmm. let each team have one parent representative not just mic'd up literally announcing the game on the (laughs) sideline Well, you've seen how that goes in Harry Potter at Quidditch matches. Was, when they have, like, this is all fake and pretend. No, Harry Potter's real. Well, I mean, I like I know that, but I don't know if you're yeah, A lot of people don't. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they have someone from the team, like from the house that the team is playing for, announced. So it's always a little biased. Oh, yeah. And who was the guy who used to announce for Gryffindor? Uh, oh, man. I was trying to think. It was, it was the one because here's what I remember: it was like the one black guy who was in Gryffindor who used to announce. Oof. And now tough that there was one black guy. I mean, I mean not a diverse school. Not Hogwarts was not the most diverse. Hogwarts really they did failed. have a couple <laughs> Asian chicks for Harry to hit on. Right, for sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Oof. But that didn't go. Well, it didn't work I out. I felt like she kind of rejected him. She shut him down. Yeah, she had like bigger fish to fry. Did she hook up with somebody else? Well, she was originally dating Cedric Diggory. Oh, Cedric. R.I.P. And then he died at the Quidditch match. Yeah, well, he was murdered. Actually. Oh, he was murdered. Was it the Quidditch match? No, no. Oh, no, during the, the, yeah, the Triwizard Goblet. Tournament. Yeah, Goblet Holy of Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So after that, it's kind of hard to... Um, this is the point where we've lost Mikey in the podcast. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. know anything about he Harry Potter. Does he hate Harry Potter? He thinks Potter. it's devil stuff. It's not devil stuff. It's actually no. fighting against the devil. Yeah, good versus so, evil. Good versus evil, hello. Story. Okay, Ryan's dad. So, Ryan's dad, I want him. That's like the whole thing. It's like, I want him now. The next time Purdue mm-hmm. plays, I want like, here's Ryan's dad, and we're playing against the Indiana Hoosiers. Here's this other guy's dad. I have, love it. Or mom. Doesn't have to just be dad. Yeah. And then have them both kind of chime in. And I just think it would be kind of fun for everybody and it relates it to the fans of like mm-hmm. watching your own family member per- like play, perform. It's right. a lot of fun. Though I'm sure the players would hate would hate that. I feel like there's two types of sports parents. Mm-hmm. One is the parent that puts too much pressure on their kid. Yep. So like they're on the sidelines yelling at the ref. They're like, you know, after the game, they're telling their kid they didn't do great. Yep. And then there's the type of parents that like their kid isn't very good, but they're like telling them they are. Mm-hmm. And they like want overly encouraging mm-hmm. them. And then they, like, don't make the team, you know? Yeah. Did you play youth sports of any kind? Um, I tried. Uh, I played some tennis, okay. some track, okay. swimming. Things that didn't involve a lot of coordination or, well, not thinking about it, other team members. Yeah, I guess tennis did. My sister was an athlete. She could just, yeah. like, pick up a sport, like, diving, gymnastics. Oh, wow. Bam. Mm-hmm. And track, was it just running or were there specific events? Just running, like, in a straight line. And for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> no relays or anything. I guess I did do some relays. Whoa. I always wanted so you to gotta be give last. yourself more credit. Oh, yeah, yeah like the anchor. Yeah. But then, like, I'd get pissed if everyone had slowed us down and I was coming from behind. So well, I guess I wasn't a good team. So player. you were pretty fast, though, if you were the anchor. I mean, you had to be pretty decently fast. Yeah, maybe at the time. I don't know. Didn't and were you tall as a kid? Yeah, yeah. You were I was. always tall, mm-hmm. so that maybe gave you long legs that could help you run faster. Yeah, I'll ask my should ask my parents. What did you think standing <laughs> on the sidelines watching me? Yeah. Uh, one time, I just like I got so tired and I like couldn't breathe, so I just like ran off the track 
and like ran, just like walked back into the locker room. You ran away? Yeah, I ran away. Wow. Yeah, I felt good about it. I was just like, I'm going to make a discreet exit. Um, not feeling great. Don't want to finish the race. And I'm just going to leave. Did anybody notice? No. So you just ran right off, yeah. off the track. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Right off the and nobody said anything. Yeah. So it's a good life metaphor. When you think the going's got too rough or you need a break, just take a break. Go ahead and quit. Go ahead and quit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the no, lesson. Here. No one cares that much about you. For sure. You just quit. Just Nobody's quit. watching you that hard. No. That's great. That's a great lesson for all the kids out there. Why sure. listen to the pot? <laughs> If you have heard before of a gentleman, wow, I just phrased that super weird. But uh, I don't know if the name Michael Avenatti does that ring a bell to mm-hmm. you at all? Yeah. So he kind of first jumped onto the scene as Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Now he's back because he was representing Nike. Got in trouble. And he got in trouble. He also sort of tried to get Nike in trouble. Mm. So I just I need you to help me sort this whole thing Not out right me. now. Okay. So. He was representing, he's a celebrity lawyer. He represents a lot of high, high profile mm-hmm. clients. So one of them was Stormy, another one was Nike. Okay. Awesome. And he basically said, Nike, if you guys don't pay me somewhere maybe close to $25 million, mm-hmm. I will reveal all these secrets about Nike. Ooh, like what? That basically they were paying high school students to attend specific colleges that are sponsored by Nike, what? which is extortion. Um, a lot of college scandals. A lot of college scandals. So back in my day, you just <laughs> wrote out your paper application. <laughs> you just hang right down. Yep. Yeah. So the reason, like Nike or or other now, Adidas had a big scandal with this like a year ago, um, and at the time, I was thinking, okay, there's no way that only Adidas is doing this. Like, who are they competing with, right? So wait, break, let's break yeah. this down. Yeah. So Nike is a high schooler who's like great at track. Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's for basketball. To oh, be okay. But maybe great for track, basketball. maybe track. Great at basketball. Yeah. Okay, so they go to a Nike-sponsored school. So every every school has their own uniform. So in the pros, the whole league, whatever league, NBA, NFL, no, no matter what sport you play, the whole league has a sponsor that does all their apparel. Whether it's Nike, Adidas, okay. Reebok, whoever it is. But in college, each college gets to pick their own apparel provider. Mm. So most of them have Nike. A lot have Adidas, though. Some have Under Armour. So like, for example, Duke. Uh-huh. They're a Nike team. Okay. Duke is on TV. And I'm not trying to implicate Duke in the, in the scandal. I'm just sure. saying they are a Nike team. Mm-hmm. They're on TV all the time. So anytime somebody sees a Duke game... They're seeing a Nike on the guy's chest every okay. time they make a play. Okay. So in a way, it's like a walking advertisement for that team. Okay. So those are the reasons why a school or a shoe company would mm-hmm. want a player to go to that specific school because then they're wearing their logo on their chest every single time they play. 
So they're finding players who are really good and they know they're going to be stars. They know they're going to be stars. Mm. They know, okay. It's not some random guy. They're targeting. They, they know they're going to be stars. Okay. So, and they know people are going to be watching this guy a lot. So one of the guys who Michael Avenatti actually implicated in this whole thing, he was like, I'll tell your secrets if you don't give me $25 million. Nike was like, screw you. We're calling the FBI and we're getting you arrested. They okay. did arrest him, but he still is out talking, I guess, because... I don't know how it works. I mean, now it's like, I guess he gets to wait until his trial did or whatever. Did he bail or something? He probably did. He's okay. rich, right? Well, but then you but wait until your trial. Why does he need $25 million if he's rich? I guess. That's a good question. Who couldn't use an extra $25 million? Yeah, who, who could? <laughs> and if you're going to extort someone, maybe yeah. don't extort like a major corporation. Well, let's go on the record to say, let's yeah. not extort anyone. Let's not extort anyone. Yeah. So... Is it Michael Avenatti in the wrong for extorting Nike? Is Nike in the wrong for breaking these rules and paying high school students to attend certain colleges? Which is definitely... Like, the FBI has already been looking into this for Adidas for the same oh, exact reason. Okay, okay. So, gonna, I, yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm going to need to get into the weeds of the crime a little yeah. more. So... They were paying, like he was paying the students and saying, if you, okay, apply to these schools. If you get into Brown, we'll pay you $30,000 a year to go to Brown. They weren't like falsely getting them into a school they couldn't have gotten into. With these guys we're talking about, the last guy that was implicated is DeAndre. Well, not the last guy. He's implicated a bunch of different players. Mm -hmm. But one of the guys who was implicated is um, a fellow by the name of DeAndre Ayton, who was the number one pick last year in the NBA draft. So okay. a lot of times it's like guys who... Yeah. Not not only do they think this guy's going to be great in college, they think this guy's going to be famous. This guy's going to be super famous. Mm. It's not just like Joe Schmo. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it's not every... I'm not saying everybody's getting paid to go to college. Yeah. Students out there who are <laughs> working on their college applications, wondering which college to go to, don't hold yeah. your breath waiting for a check from Puma or anything. Because <laughs> 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 it's not... Yeah, like you have to be freaking okay. good. Got it. For them to even want to go after you. And then what they'll do is, I mean, allegedly the going rate is somewhere around 250K. Um, and then they'll do different weird things like they'll, they'll give your mom a job or they'll buy Doing you a car. What? At Nike? Um, either at Nike or the school. So they'll be like, oh, Jessica, you are so good at basketball. We'd like to hire your mom as the... <laughs> Dietary guidance counselor for the basketball team, and she'll be making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. So, so is the school in on it? So the schools are often in on it, mm -hmm. and we've already had some coaches get fired for these types of situations as wow. well. Um, this is like making a it's murder. a whole We're thing. A crime? Like when the FBI first cracked down, they, Adidas was like their first sort of guinea pig, whatever. The first people they caught, mm -hmm. and they had like a whole sort of circle chart like Whoa. pointing like the shoe programs they go to the they go to the high school players they bring them to the colleges mm. the college and then at the end of the day the goal would be so like lebron james mm -hmm. he is a nike athlete right so i think what nike is thinking or what adidas or any of these people are thinking if we catch the next lebron james mm. when he's 16 got it make him lock him in so he's a nike athlete when he's six yeah, when he's yeah. 16 by the time he's a grown man and he's super famous He's still going to want to be on, mm -hmm. on Nike. This is a little upsetting in yeah. a few ways. First, um, I don't like that these kids are like 17 or They're, 18. Yeah. Like, let's They're give younger. them a choice in what they want to do. Yeah. Because $250,000 is a lot of money. It's hard to say no to that. Yeah. Um, so let's let kids make their own choices. Um, secondly, 
You know, I would say to Michael Avenatti, without knowing all the yeah. ins and outs, uh, you could be a whistleblower at any yeah. company if there's some wrongdoing. I just watched the Theranos documentary, so I yeah. know that now. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, like, extort someone <laughs> isn't whistleblowing, <laughs> yeah. to be clear. And that's the crazy thing is now he's doing like a whole media thing on ES. I mean, on like oh. CNN, on like MSNBC, on all these big mm. like he's not just doing sports media. Like I just saw a thing on like uh, what is this CNBC like business? Like yeah. he's like not he's not doing like because he's trying to like take down Mikey as <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> He's trying to take down Mackey as like a corporation. Okay. He, for him, he doesn't give a shit like about the sports part of the story. He's just literally so he's on all these business shows and stuff, basically saying this is a federal crime. But you're right. It's like if you were just trying to be the good guy and whistleblow, yeah, then you didn't have to ask for twenty five million dollars. Right. Like maybe you should have gone to the FBI before you whistleblow. Before you, I mean, before you extorted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have just whistleblown. Right, and just gone right. and not ask for the money. I would say step one is whistleblowing internally within your company. If that doesn't work, yeah. step two is probably going to local federal law enforcement. Yeah. If that doesn't work, step three is maybe take it to the media. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when we get to extortion, I like. I think that's a good example of rock bottom. That's burning a couch. That's a great example of rock bottom. Yeah. And weren't people like, when uh, Stormy was really in the media i think some people were mm-hmm. saying like maybe michael avenatti could like run for president i feel like he said that i feel like maybe it was just him <laughs> <laughs> and then other people caught wind yeah but i was just like looking back i was like holy shit wow i mean i still it's a it's a anyone sticky situation anyone really can i mean it's not the first time we would have had a con man running for president it's just like I do feel bad for these kids, like you're saying, because then it's like, oh, how much is this kid worth or whatever? Yeah. Um, and that's not, they should just be able to get their education or go to whatever school they want to go to. Yeah, you only get to be that age once. So let's give it a little sanctity, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm also pissed because no one offered me $250,000. That would have been a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I would have happily gone wherever for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean. So are the kids in trouble? Uh, so the great thing is a lot of these kids are already made it pro. Okay. Some of the guys are still in college and there have been some guys who unfortunately have had to like not play for a season or something, but you still have your scholarship, but it Mm -hmm. just sucks. You can't play for like a whole season. I feel like I like to use the phrase like old enough to know better. Like, were they really old enough to know better? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Like a lot of them, like you said, are probably 16 or 17. Yeah. Personally, now I'm just thinking devil's advocate here mm-hmm. from Michael, from a Michael Avenatti sort okay. of type brains. But like, if I was a kid, I would have just taken the 200, 250K from every school. And then just actually go to the school you want to go to. Don't you feel like they made them sign a million forms? They did, but then if you're like, yo, this school made me sign a form saying they were going to pay me $200,000 to go here. Yeah. So that's kind of like... Yeah, they could hold, they could extort them. There we are, we're back. <laughs> we're back at extortion. <laughs> it's sure. not even necessarily extortion. It's yeah. like, it's almost a case where if a school calls out a player, like you didn't accept our bribe, uh-huh. it's like, whoa. You, you bribed. Yeah. You know. But what if they were like, I accepted your bribe, I deposited it in my bank account, and now I'm not doing that. Then, then it's still, 
I mean, I guess the point is like the school is self-incriminating. Right. If they, so it's like, I mean, to, to get totally crazy, <laughs> say I sell you some illegal uh, snakes on the, on the underground market. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize snakes are extremely expensive mm. and you can sell snakes for thousands of dollars. Is this real? This is totally okay. true. Okay. People are like obsessed with snakes. And a man a couple years ago was caught smuggling snakes in to the United States inside of his cargo pants. He had about 30 <laughs> snakes tied to his legs because okay. each snake was worth That's like three to five thousand dollars. So in, in total, like the guy was going to be able to make like a hundred K off of snakes in his never pants. Never trust a man in cargo pants. Exactly. Exactly. So say. That's so disgusting. Yeah, it's freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, so say I am trying to sell you an illegal snake that is not available in the market in the right. United States. And I'm into snakes. And you're super into the snake game. <laughs> right? And you really want this whatever anaconda that's not for sale here. Mm-hmm. And I, we agree to sell the snake for $10,000. You give me $8,000. Mm-hmm. Say you're going to pay me the rest later and just yeah. leave with the snake. Now, if I call you out for not paying me enough for the snake and like publicize it, yeah. I'm really the one who gets in trouble because then it reveals that I'm the one who's dealing snakes totally. illegally and smuggling them over the border. That's like a, I feel like that's like the mob. I don't know. Maybe we should talk about the mob, but like. <laughs> it's okay. Like, We've got a, only a few mob people that few? listen to the, okay. the pod and okay, they're very great. supportive. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> um, I think that if you, yeah, like you couldn't go to the police and report it but you could go to your friend who was like a hitman or like a criminal and be like come shake this guy down mm-hmm. come to my door street justice street justice <laughs> that's the name of my our new <laughs> exactly well yeah. so it's like i guess that was a point that nike or michael avenatti was like is it street justice or is it going to be michael avenatti and you can't really have street justice on like corporations street justice. that's crazy to it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and like you were saying, I don't really blame if you're a 17 year old kid. I don't really blame the kid. Right, right. If somebody offered me two hundred thousand dollars, or even probably one hundred. Yeah. Well, what if you? What if you had never had any money in your life? You couldn't mm-hmm. afford to go to college. You got the scholarship, and you were like, "This amount of money can set me up for decades." Yeah. That's. It's hard to say no to that. Yeah. It's hard to say no to that. And again, it's like you're not. Like, I just don't know at that age if you would, like, understand that that was a crime. Like, yeah. I think of all the, like, the things that came up as part of that college, there's a whole scheme, yeah. that whole sting operation. What was it called? Operation Varsity Blues. Uh, sounds... With the college scandal yeah, with, like, yeah, Lori yeah. Loughlin and Felicity Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, like, it named all these things, like, mail fraud and yeah. wire fraud. And I'm like, I'm not sure that I know what all that yeah. is, so I don't like a 17-year-old one. Yeah. So who do you, who's the bad guy here? We've decided it wasn't the kids. Is it Avenatti? Is it Nike? <sighs> Oof. Or it could Can be both. Can we say both? Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I yeah. think that Avenatti probably like wasn't trying to do the right thing at the end anyway, of the day. Yeah. He just like wanted. That's like a very selfish way to pretend you're doing the right thing. But yeah, I'm gonna say you know it's a bummer. I feel like Nike's done some good stuff lately, but mm. I think this is on them. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I don't really think they're gonna take a big hit. No. Their brand is so huge, like globally. I just my friend has a Nike tattoo, so hope oh, really? not. She's gonna be yeah, she's gonna be embarrassed. Now I think they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to hoping. Yeah, maybe we can donate to their GoFundMe. No, I don't think they need. Okay. <laughs> So 
So we were just talking about a situation in which, you know, does the punishment fit the crime mm. or what we don't even, you know, and that's, it's, it's complicated. So this, this situation is also very complicated. I was hoping, you know, you work in HR, sometimes you have to fire people or I guess punish well, you don't punish. <laughs> I guess you don't punish. Reprimand. I punish them. I guess um, it's, the punishment is getting fired, right? It's, there's, there's yeah, not like a middle ground. I mean, like we will like do some performance documentation, mm-hmm. but um, we don't call it punishment. It feels yeah. like a timeout, like for yeah. a kid, you know. Yeah. So I would love your just sort of HR uh, take on this story that sure. I could not. It was just really intriguing to me. I've never seen anything like this. So. We have a fellow by the name of Jordan Bell. Um, he used to play for the Oregon Ducks. You don't need to know him. He's not that famous. Now okay. he played for the Golden State Warriors with Steph mm-hmm. Curry. So his team is super famous. Okay. He's not one of the best players, though. Okay. Jordan was just suspended just over a week ago for conduct detrimental to the team. And now that's a very common thing they use when they don't really want to say specifically what a player did and they didn't like do like a specific crime but they're just mad at them and they're in trouble. They say conduct detrimental to the team. Okay. So, what happened was with Jordan, they went to a hotel on the road, on the road trip. The whole team was there. Everybody played against their own room. They're fancy. They're NBA players. Mm -hmm. Now, he... Charged something to the room, Uh-oh. and he charged it on the account of one of his coaches. Ooh. So they said, what room are you in or whatever? And he, I guess, was like 428 when really he was in 430 okay, or whatever. Okay. So they decided, this all came out. Obviously, they found out, mm-hmm. and they decided to suspend him for a game. Okay. Do you think that's fair punishment? Um, it seems really weird that he would charge something to the room on his coach's card when it's like, you play in the NBA, you make plenty of money to get. Right. What did he charge? So that's the first, that's the first big okay. cue right here. Okay. Either it was room service, okay. which is fine, or it was a pay-per-view, um, pay-per-view something on the TV, which I might think would be porn. Can and you I hate to go there. Can you view porn in a hotel? I have never Look done this. this. Life I, I just I, I don't know this. Okay. I really want to clarify yeah. to everyone here sure. on the I'm Open podcast. My lawyer, my publicist, right. my mother, mm-hmm. who does not listen to the show, mm-hmm. so that's okay. My uncle Steve. I want to let everyone know. <laughs> I do not pay per view porn at hotels mm-hmm. and I never have. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for clarifying. I just I, I, I have a certain reputation. Me. This right, is a family right. show. Right. And I just don't want to uh, ruin that, that. Well, can I say something yeah. dumb? I didn't I mean, wow. Like I thought <laughs> this is my midwesternness coming out. Oh gosh. I didn't know you could watch naked people. Um, but really like should you be able to just buy porn on your television at a hotel? Like now that we have the internet, why do you even need to do that? That is a great point. Does he not have a laptop, iPad, or some other a device? Phone, a smartphone. A phone. I'm sure he does. So it is right. kind of weird. Okay. So there are, you know, and and so just a little backstory. Like we we didn't have cable growing up until we didn't either. That's great. Mm-hmm. See, and you never did your whole. No, when we were like thirteen or so, yeah. twelve or thirteen. We See, we grew up in the same. We didn't have cable until, so my dad's from Connecticut. He's a huge New York Giants fan. Okay. 
And that's part of the reason I'm so like obsessed with sports. So he needed to watch every single Giants game no matter what. Mm. So since we live in D.C., mm-hmm. a lot of the games weren't on. He got like a special cable package so we could watch Giants oh. games. Eventually, they were like, yo, dude, you can't just pay for the Giants games. You need to pay for the whole cable. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Yeah, like Nickelodeon, whatever, like yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So but it was it was not until I was a teenager as well. So mm-hmm. we grew up the whole time, like mostly without cable. So when I was young, whenever we'd go to hotels, my brother and sister and I would be like, oh. hell yeah. <laughs> just immediately, just like flipping all the channels, yeah, yeah, yeah. just trying to soak in everything we yep. missed out on. Yeah. And eventually, once you get to the deep channels, there are some that are like wild, wet, and wild. Oh, uh, channel just, like 600. Yeah, mm. and then eventually when you're scrolling up and you're like, what is this show about? Come on, <laughs> and then, And then if you, if you land on that, then they're like, no, 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 you can't actually watch this. You need to like pay if you want to watch this. Mm. So either was... Look, you're right. If I've it, seen that. You've seen, but seen I didn't it. know you were. But you were like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if it was room service, it's kind of innocent, mm-hmm. but it's still pay for your own room service. I know because it was intentional. Like he knew that wasn't his room number. So allegedly, sources have come out around the team that have made it seem like this was not the first time this has happened. This has been. Mm-hmm. It seems like a pattern, and now we got caught. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure exactly what source came out, mm-hmm. but I feel like if it would have just happened one time, the guy just would have been like, yo, man, you owe me seven ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like it's happened several times. Based on an article I read from The Athletic, it does seem like this is not the first time this has happened. You know, we in HR like to call... Um, that or I don't know if that's what happened, but we like to call good good discipline progressive discipline. Mm-hmm. So like, it was you know it's kind of like, hey, we're letting you know like you can't order porn and charge it to your coach again, okay? And then like we put it in writing, and then we're like, if you do this again, you're suspended, and then if you do this again, you're fired. Yeah, you know, like it wouldn't just unless it was something so egregious, like. Unless he did something where he, like, burned down his hotel room. Yeah, that's hard to move on. Yeah, we think we'd, maybe then he'd be fired if, like... Yeah. I agree. Like, I think he shouldn't be fired. I just, I think it's kind of dumb. Oh, I don't um, think he should be fired. Which he wasn't fired, yeah, luckily. Yeah. He just had one game off. Um, yeah. That's, I mean... We've you, all you don't get sit out of game. And you don't get paid. Like, if you miss that game, oh, you don't get paid, so... Okay. It's like being on unpaid leave. So it's like unpaid leave that you get paid each game. So they the way they do it for basketball is they mm-hmm. divide up. And I think football too. Like there's 82 games. So they divide up your salary for each oh, game. Okay. And you get paid for. So if you're, like if you're injured, you still get paid. Mm-hmm. That would be messed up. But if for some reason you're suspended, you're in trouble, you lose that. So whatever one, mm-hmm. one over 82 is 1.8% or whatever. That's yeah. how much of a salary he lost. My okay, my normal person hat mm-hmm. and perception would say, mm-hmm. "Well, that's stupid." My HR intuition says there's definitely more to the story. Yeah, I think there has to be more. Yeah, like if it was the first time thing, I feel like they would have let it slide. Oh yeah, it had to be like a pattern where they're like, "Yo, fuck this, Jordan. We're you're in trouble yeah. now. Yeah, you're getting written <laughs> up. You're sitting out." I, and I think, like, he might feel some type of way because he only makes about a million dollars a year. Tough which, luck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hard life. Wow, yeah. But compared to a lot of the guys on his team, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, a lot of them make 
18, 20, 25, even $30 million a year. I told you how much my grandpa made per football game, didn't I? I don't think you did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember. You're, you're, no, we're just going to your grandfather was an original member of the Chicago Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Which was like back when they didn't even have face masks. Oh, yeah. They just had literally, leather they had helmets. like leather. Like they literally like wrapped a cow's bladder around their head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And he lived for till a very old age. So it seemed to work back then. And the Chicago Cardinals, they were good. They won a championship, I think. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I'll have to look know. up that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but he got paid. Oh, yeah. What? How much did he get paid? No. I think it was like $7 a game. $7 a game. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much that is. And changed. that was like a big deal for him back then. I oh, yeah. Money. I mean, it's you're playing a game you love. But now imagine yeah. if you make like 30 or $25 million a year, you're making like whatever, like three hundred k a game. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah, that's a lot. It's so, a whole different ball game now no pun intended. it really is a different ball game and i can see in a way like why jordan might be a little like okay i make one million you guys make 28 million right i'm gonna order room service and charge it to you but at the same time then charge it to your rich teammates don't charge right, it to the coach right. does the coach set the salary the coach does not set the salary oh. that's that's on like the manager who's basically the general manager mm. is basically hr of the nba Got it. You, you decide how much people get paid how long etc mm-hmm. so i mean the coach doesn't set the salary if you want to like it seems kind of like a prank it yeah. seems like a prank i would have done when i was like 14 <laughs> order right, porn right. and order like charge it to my like, send it yeah, to my yeah. friend's house mm-hmm. but like <laughs> <laughs> you know don't do that to your coach do, you feel do like- it to your friend or a teammate right right there's got to be more to the story. There's got to be more. Do you more. feel like professional sports is like one of the only arenas where it's like very okay to have such large pay discrepancies between employees? Mm, that's a great question. I've thought about question. that. It is wild because even though Jordan, he makes actually it's $1.3 million a year, which to me I was like, man, doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, there's guys who make 30 times more yeah. than that. And there's guys who only make... It's a big delta. There's actually guys that he makes four or five times more than that. So there's guys who make like 300,000 mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge gap. Like there's some people, if you think of the 300,000 people to the 30 million, mm-hmm. it's a hundred times more. Exactly. That's wild. Is That's there any why... other, I mean, but if you Maybe think of like these huge Hollywood. corporations, Apple yeah. or whatever, it's like the CEO of Apple. What's his face? Uh, think... Oh, Steve Jobs? Not anymore. Oh. Um... Um, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> Pouring one out for Steve. Uh, yeah. You know, isn't it? He's, uh, or whatever. It's like, okay, the guys the guys working in sweatshops, like putting together the iPhones, probably don't make the same as... Uh, but see, I would say their their role is totally different than like a CEO, whereas a basketball player, yeah. I would say, aren't they all kind of doing the They're same They're all on the same thing? team. Whereas like, I don't, I'm not asking to get paid as much as the CEO. I'm, I'm not doing that job. Yeah, that's a good point. That is crazy. It's like sports is the thing where... And I, I think you're right. Sports, maybe Hollywood. Hollywood, for sure. I'm sure there's people mm-hmm. on movies who like get paid like 20 bucks just to be an extra. Like, yeah, well, Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg, you heard about that? No, what happened? So they're in this movie together, and they both got called back to a reshoot because, ooh, someone who I'm forgetting had passed away like during uh-huh. the shooting, so they do a reshoot. And I guess it was in her contract that she had to do like unlimited number of reshoots, so she got paid like eight or like $80 a day. And she found out later, it came to light, that Mark Wahlberg was getting over a million dollars to do reshoots. And she was getting, like, eight bucks. Wow. So it was big controversy. Wow. And he ended up, like, donating 
his money to some organization, yeah. but like it's kind of screwed up. So I guess sports and then the gender gap yeah. in but Hollywood, like, right? Yeah, because I guess gender, I mean, you could look at like the WNBA mm-hmm. versus the NBA, yeah. but like within the same team, you can't make those gender distinctions. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and it is like the NBA players get paid way more than WNBA. Yeah. Like WNBA, all the players, they don't play just in WNBA. Mm. They play like they go when the WNBA season ends. Yeah. They go to China or they go to Russia or Italy mm. or Greece and they play on another team. Wow. So it's like they work year round. Whereas NBA, they, obviously, they're not going to be like, oh, let me go see if I can make it on a team in yeah. Belgium this like, summer. Yeah. I got $30 million. But yeah, they're like, I'm chilling. Mm. That's, That's wild. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. But the thing is with sports. Which I hate to say because I love the WNBA. I've been going to mm-hmm. WNBA games for a long time, and I'm a huge. I was actually at the WNBA championship last year. Ooh, okay. Um, and I'm a huge supporter of the WNBA. But if you think of just sports as pure entertainment, both mm-hmm. both athletes have players' unions that advocate for them to get a certain amount of the revenue of their league. So NBA players, I think it's like they get 48% of the revenue of the league is divided Mm -hmm. amongst the players. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not divided evenly, but even if it's the same thing for women, she's like, and that's almost like America's problem. It's not necessarily the league's problem. It's like, we need to watch the WNBA more and buy more jerseys Mm -hmm. or go to more games. And that's how the players will get paid more because the league revenue Oof. is to a point where they're like, yo, we're still giving you guys 50% or 48% yeah, just yeah. like the men get. Yeah. But 48% of this tiny pie mm-hmm. is not the same as 48% of this giant, giant, giant thing. I'm, I'm currently having a bit of like a, a feminist panic right now because I just am like, oh my God, I'm like thinking of all these sports and they're all men. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh yeah, I really love like the Chicago women's hockey team <laughs> or the Chicago women's softball team. You yeah. know what I mean? But the one awesome thing that actually is, is going on right now, U.S. women's soccer, I right, think we can right, all agree right, right. they're way better than the men. For sure. Like, women's soccer, we win basically every time. Mm-hmm. And the men, women's obviously, tennis suck. tennis is pr- always great. It's tennis, it's like Williams Serena sisters. and Venus, they definitely get paid way more than any man As who plays should. tennis in the United States. Okay, good. As they should. Good. As they should. Yeah. And then with their fashion and stuff, I'm sure they get paid more than anybody. With, like, their deals with the They're different Nike deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nike okay. again, yeah. All right, thank you so, for releasing yeah. me from that panic. No, like, Williams Venus and sisters. Serena, but yeah. actually it's a great... It comes back to, and shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team, mm-hmm. because they were basically like, this is absolutely ridiculous, because the soccer um, federation of the U.S. was paying the men more than the women. And they were like, wait a sec. The men suck. Yeah. They get knocked out every year, like, first round. Like, last time they didn't even make the World Cup. Right. Women basically win every freaking time. Right. So they're like, okay, how are you going to say? And actually, they did. They're on their way to do it, but I think one of the sponsors of the team, like, Suave or Dove Soap or something, was like, we'll pay you guys until until the team, like, writes oh. its wrongs, we'll make up to the, the women. In the salary. Cool. For the women, which is dope. Okay, well, that's a corporation doing the right thing. Nike is looking at you, kids. Exactly. Exactly. Tonight is actually the last night 
of Dwayne Wade's career. He's very famous and partly for the non-sports fans out there, he's married to Gabrielle Union, mm. who first made her burst onto the scene with um, She's All That. She's All That and the cheerleading movie. Bring It On. Bring It On with the Toros. We, uh, you know what mighty, I'm saying? Mighty Mighty Toros. Mighty Mighty Toros and they stole the cheer. From Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union's mm-hmm. team, or they stole the cheer. It was proprietary, and they took and it. And they yeah, took yeah. it yeah. about it's ooh, it's cold in here. Mm-hmm. Must be some toros in the yeah. atmosphere. And then, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was where she first really popped off. Mm-hmm. Now she's married to Dwayne Wade. It's awesome. They're uh, one of my favorite power couples. They have a beautiful baby, mm-hmm. and I follow them. I follow their baby. It's awesome. I'm so grateful for them. <laughs> I'm very grateful for them. But, How do you follow their baby? Uh, she has her own Instagram, oh, okay. which just dwarfs mine in terms oh. of following. I'm open underscore pod. Everybody, if you're not on there yet, you better get on there. We have great content every day. Not as great as Gabrielle Union. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to follow And me. it's like, you got to follow her, Jessica, because yeah. Gabrielle Union is her mom. So she dresses her up in like Aww. sun hats, sundresses, sun- like scarves, sun- and it's like a four-month-old baby Aww. who is like better style than I could ever okay. wish to have. I'll it's follow. incredible. You gotta follow. follow. But no jealousy. <laughs> that's the right okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the, tonight is Dwayne Wade's very last night of playing. He's retiring. This is fine. Congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. He's had a great career. He's won three championships. He's best friend with LeBron. He's married to Gabrielle Union. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. But this whole season, he has branded his season as my last dance. Hashtag last dance. So it's like he's created a retirement tour for himself. Mm-hmm. He has shirts about it. He has hashtags about <laughs> it. He's had like videos about it he has a documentary team following him around the whole season like he is branding his whole retirement season and he announced before the season like this is my last season so he could do all this i just said i love him i appreciate everything they've given me you know and culture and the united states is this (laughs) not like i do feel this is kind of like the first time ever though that Dwayne made is a little bit like getting on my nerves. Mm, it seems like mm, this is just too much. Like normal people, you just retire, yeah, they give you a yeah. cake, mm-hmm. and then everybody just kind of pats you on the back. For and sure. Maybe, signs a card. Yeah, signs a card. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like an NBA season is 82 games. Every single season, wherever, he, I mean, every single game, wherever he goes, if he goes mm-hmm. to New York, if he goes to Milwaukee, if he goes to Atlanta, they have like a special tribute to him. They oh give my. him a gift. Is he dying? He's exactly. Okay. He's not dying, okay. right? And it's like he's Prayers playing it up like he yeah. he is like about to pass or something like that. When he's like thirty three years old, he's just gonna uh, like go chill on a man in a mansion right. with Gabrielle Union right. and his it's, cute baby and his baby. You know, I feel like I learned a, a lesson early on in my career, which was like, if you are good at your job. Everyone else will sing your praises for you. You mm. don't need to be out there like singing all your own praises. That's I mean, deep. That's deep. Stand up for yourself, but you don't need to be like, look at this great thing I did. I'm yeah. retiring this year. Also, it must be tough to retire at 33. Wow. I know. He's going to be whatever. I'm sure he's worth 100, 200 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's married to somebody who's probably worth about as much as him, mm-hmm. if not more, from right. all of her stuff. She might have more earning potential than him after she this year. She definitely still does. Wasn't she just in, like, Girls Trip or something? Oh, I don't I know. Don't, I didn't question. see that, but I think... I didn't either, but now I want to. She's to. Yeah, I don't well, like, love that, that he's just, like, celebrating his... Like, let, let someone else do it. 
Yeah, let the other people celebrate you, mm-hmm. and you don't have to celebrate yourself. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's a good life. And then with the documentary, like tonight was the last game when I was watching the beginning of the game. They had his son come out and like you know how they're like and from Chicago, Illinois, standing five foot eight, Jessica Norman. You know how they do before there the game. There she is. Yeah. And they had his son. I am five eight. Uh, you are? Yep. That was a great right. guess. Yep. <laughs> I'm good at guessing heights. Good. Oh, yeah. So, like, his son came out and did it for him. It was, like, a special occasion where he was, like, he was, like standing six foot four from... He actually is also from Chicago. Right. He was, like, my dad. Oh. Doing weird. And I was, like, that's cool. That's touching with the family thing. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, yo, dude, like, now this is all about you. Like, the team... I feel like as his teammates, I would be like, yo, bro, like we're, we're trying to go out here. We're on an improv team together, for example. Right. If the whole last cycle, he was on the team, if Tyler, Ooh. before every, I yeah. love you, Tyler, but if, if and now he didn't do this. If you but, remember us, Tyler. If you remember us. <laughs> <laughs> but if before every single show, uh-huh. Tyler was like, hashtag, last cycle. Yeah. Like, it would have been distracting. And his son was and out announcing him. his son was out announcing him. <laughs> and he was like selling socks and shirts and hats after yeah, the show. Yeah, we think he was a loser. Tyler's last cycle. Yeah, partly we think we were a loser. He was a loser. Probably would be like, we're all here too. Yeah. Like, it's not like the team is canceled. It's like our last cycle too. And we're like, because it could be someone else's last season and maybe they don't know yet. That's true. They might just not choose oh, to retire. It feels like something Tyler would do. God. Anyway. Um, well, no, I think that's a good point. And I think that um, he should take a chill pill because I feel like the only person worthy of that in my mind is like a LeBron or like a Michael Jordan. Like, is he that level of athlete? I mean, he is really good. Okay. He's really good, but he's not hes not on the ground level. I will okay. say that. he okay. Know your place. No, yeah. I mean, he's great. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He's going to be... But it's like, if every single player who's... I mean, he's won three championships, mm-hmm. but, you know, two of them, LeBron was on his team. Mm, so helps. that was why. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped, but... Yep. No, it's like, if every single player does this, yeah. it's just going to be exhausting. Yeah. Like, if every single great player who's been an all-star is mm-hmm. like, no, this is my retu- retirement tour. Now, this is my retirement tour. Right. Like, eventually, it's like, how many... You're going to have, like, five retirement tours going on at the same night. Right. And the rest of us have to keep working till we're 60, 70. So, yeah, stop rubbing it in. Um, it's funny that, that his kid announced him. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we started talking about how parents mm-hmm. could comment on the kid's performance. Like, it's funny that... Kid, like it's a family thing, and he's you know? to an age now where he's like mid thirties. I think he had his son when he was like nineteen. So his son's like nineteen or twenty. His son's 13. like fifteen. Well, I think he's like thirty-five. Maybe oh, his son's okay. like fifteen. So it is cool. And so after every game, he's been like picking one player on the opposing team, and he'd be like, "I'll give you my jersey, and you give me your jersey as like a souvenir, oh. and I'll write you a message on my jersey, and you write me a message on yours." So he'll pick, like, the best player on the other team. It is cool. And they do that a lot in soccer. Um, It is cool. Mm -hmm. So he was playing in New York last week. And one of the guys on New York, Emmanuel Moutier, was like, hey, man, um, could we trade jerseys? And he was like, oh, no, I'm already trading him with somebody else. Oh, no. What a sick burn. (laughs) That was a terrible burn. Ooh, that feels high school. That's super, but it's like, like do you I want to th- go to prom? No, I'm already going to someone oh, else. But the thing is, every game you only have one jersey, so he probably picks like you know you're not the best player. Okay. I kind of pick somebody else. But like, do you have to wear your jersey again the next game? Oh, they got more extra jerseys for you. 
So every every game you get in New Jersey? If you want to, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people do. It's wasteful, isn't it? Yeah, that I is. mean, I think they could wash it and get it back to you if you want to, but... Yeah. Hmm. I mean, something to think about. there was a guy on the Wizards who actually used to throw his shoes into the audience, yeah. into the crowd after every game, Ooh. and then people get to keep his shoes. I don't he would, think like, sign them and throw them to fans. Shoe. Oh, all right, well. But it's like, it's stinky, but it's like, yo, this Gilbert Arenas played in this. Yeah, and then it was yeah. like, And there were, like, two or $300 shoes, and then the team would just bring them a new set, like, every game. Wow. That's, I don't. I don't love it's that. It's wasteful. Yeah, it feels wasteful <laughs> to me. And what are you going to do? Put a shoe on your mantle and say, this, here's a stinky shoe someone wore? I don't know. I mean, I would, but... Okay, okay. <laughs> Probably not mantle. I okay. Maybe in man cave or okay. something. Do you want to take a shoe when you go? I'll take one of your shoes. Actually, right. can I take two of your shoes? Yeah, you can have my old tennis shoes. Great. Perfect. A right and a left. I'm Open Family, as you very well know, there's something we have to do every single episode of the I'm Open Podcast before we say goodbye, and that is to recognize our Mask Off Performer of the Week. This recognition goes to somebody who has revealed something new about themselves and taken their mask off this week, and of course, this segment is inspired by Future. Thank you so much, Future, for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Future. Mask on. So, Jessica, mm -hmm. this week, our Mask Off Performer of the Week is a fellow by the name of Sean McVeigh. Ooh. Ooh, exciting. Like, oh, you're already well, intrigued. Kind of like Timothy McVeigh, yeah. the Unabomber. D different, though. Different. Okay, good. So, this fellow does not. The only kind of bombs he does are long bombs <laughs> for touchdowns. Nice. And he is a coach for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. A lot of people think he's the young, hot, new coach. He's the new kid genius mm -hmm. coach. Um, and first of all, actually, uh, do you think he's hot? I am curious. And this is just so we know I'm a family. This is not, the question is not, is he hot or not? I'm just curious because everybody is <laughs> like, man, he's smart. Boy, is he handsome. What a handsome guy. How like, old is he? I think he's about 35. Um, I don't know. For me, no. Not my type, but um, he looks nice. He's a nice enough guy. Okay. He's not like, he's not, he looks better than most football coaches, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, like if you maybe had him in a lineup with other, oh, it's a football team. He's a football coach. Okay. Yeah. If you had him in a lineup with others, I might be like, yeah, he's the best looking. But if you were like, would you, like, if Eric died tomorrow, would you date him? I, my answer is no. And yeah. I hope Eric's alive. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, I think... Um, let's pull up a picture of another coach. Yeah, let's pull up a picture. I think, and this is a weird thing. This is not why he's the mask off performer of the week. Oh, but okay. I think because of his let's hotness. Let's objectify people. But uh, let's objectify this guy because this is a feminist podcast. We were just talking about <laughs> yes. how it's important that, you know, we you know this has always been men. a feminist. This has always been a feminist podcast, even when we don't have female Thank guests. You. That's what's Thank important. You. I mean, we, and like I said, I went to the Cleveland Park McDonald's specifically so I could get Muriel Page's autograph Ooh. when she was like the third best player on the Washington Mystics <laughs> when awesome. I was like 10 years old because I'm a, I 
year. I literally uh, one year for Christmas mm-hmm. asked for WNBA cards mm. from Santa, and my parents were like, "We have no idea where to find this women's <laughs> basketball cards." That's so and I wrote cute. my Santa note. I was like, "I know these are really hard to find. I would like women's <laughs> basketball cards." Oh my god, I love and this. And my and then they were just like, "Yeah, I can't not not happen." <laughs> Santa wrote you back, and he was like. One day in 20 years, women may be famous enough at basketball for you to find a car. But, you know, compared to somebody like this, for example. Oh, yeah, he looks like a grump. Is that the one who was, like, at a he spa getting a massage? Oh, uh, yeah. it was his, his boss. Yeah, was. okay, yeah. Well, then I guess comparatively that guy's way more attractive. Yeah, that is a weird thing, though, to me with um, announcers, with professional football announcers mm-hmm. or basketball is, like, most of the coaches kind of look like crusty older men. Oh. So if there's any coach who's like, <laughs> looks like Sean McVay, who's okay. like under 40, they're like, man, and boy, is he sexy. Look, wouldn't right. mind if he knocked up my daughter. Oh you my know, they God. always like, it's like, why do you and have to go And then you were there? like, I think your daughter has a choice in that. <laughs> yeah. Feminist podcast. Yeah, so why do we have to go? Why? Why do we have to go there? <laughs> um, so, Sean McVay, as you can tell by his mm-hmm. looks, he's a younger coach. Um objectively, and I'm glad we clarified this for the world, he's not that hot. What would you say, like a six? Uh, well, if, I feel like if we're looking at just the coaches, maybe he's like a nine. Oh, as a coach? Well, he's I don't probably know. an 11. Because all these other coaches are... <laughs> all these other coaches are 68-year-old guys who sleep three mm-hmm. hours a night. Like, I'm sorry. It's but just... yeah, in like the general world of like men in the world, I would say, yeah, like a six... Decent. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, who am I to say? I whatever. <laughs> just an old married woman. Okay. You're not old. Thank you. But you are married. But uh so watch out, all the <laughs> listeners out there. I know you're tempted. Don't even try it, please. Yeah. Uh, not it's no. hard to keep the the fans away. It is. It's I've always heard hard what's to keep happened the fans to your away. last guest. Yeah. They're just swarmed in the streets. They're right? always getting swarmed. So yeah. I just try to try to keep. Mikey's them in hiding. Yeah, he has been in how you left the country <laughs> actually no, to avoid didn't. the fans. <laughs> so. We know what month it is. April. Mm-hmm. One of the f- favorite things about April. April Fool's Day. This, oh, actually, and I gotta show you. Mm. He was hanging out with his other friend who everybody else thinks is really hot. Oh. And I'll be curious to hear mm-hmm. what you think. Is he hot or no? This fellow is named Cliff Kingsbury. And he is, like, really close friends with Sean McVay. He's also a coach. And they actually... They look like they could be brothers or something to me. Mm, I think that's more my type. See, you're more of a Cliff Kingsbury type. Yeah, yeah. Now he, Cliff with a K. Don't love Cliff that. Cliff with a K is weird, but Cliff, we're looking more at maybe eight, solid eight. Yeah, for He's sure. A, he, Cliff is a more good-looking guy, <laughs> and he, like, I think genuinely he got hired just because of his looks. Like, he was the coach at Texas Tech College for a while. Mm-hmm. They just lost the championship. Shout out to the mm-hmm. Red Raiders. You guys had a great game and you guys had a great tournament and uh, you'll be taking the Old Town Road all the way back home to Lubbock. That's okay. That's where mm-hmm. they play Lubbock, Texas. Oh, heard of it. But, I, like, he was, like, decent. He mm-hmm. would win, like, seven games, lose five. It wasn't like he was, like, going to championships. Okay. But now that he got promoted, he's a coach for the NFL. Head Coach. Oh. And I think it's really a lot based on his looks. Mm-hmm. Now, the two guys were hanging out. They're great friends. And this is why he's the mask off performer of the week. Because Sean McVay decided he wanted to prank his best friend, Cliff Kingsbury. Or his Love good friend. a prank. Love a good prank. Mm-hmm. So they were all out to dinner together. The two of them and Patrick Mahomes, who is the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he won the MVP last year of the NFL. So it was these three guys out. Okay. And the connection was Patrick Mahomes, he went to Texas Tech. 
where this the handsome gentleman, Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury, mm-hmm. who was the eight, mm-hmm. the solid eight, um, he was his coach <laughs> in college. So the three of the guys were out to dinner together. In the middle of the dinner, Sean McVay gets what, he, what is a fake text from the commissioner of the NFL, who basically is in charge of the whole NFL. Okay. And he says, I can't believe you two are going out to dinner with Patrick Mahomes. That's tampering. And we're going to punish you. So tampering means when you tamper with a player who is not on your team. So say if you are in charge of the Denver Broncos, I am currently playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. You take me out to dinner and you're like, hey, man, we'd love to see you in the Broncos. That's tampering because... You I can't know, like be I can't be recruiting or You're like recruiting you. somebody who's on another team. Okay, got it. Yep, that makes so sense. So he tricked him and Cliff Kingsbury, he scared the shit out of him. He told him he was gonna lose his first draft pick, which is a really big punishment. Oh wow. Because he was hanging out with this guy Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And it was a fake text. It was not true. Oof. And he's not getting in trouble. But he was freaking out <laughs> and all is all do? is well. Did they finish their dinner? They finished their meal, and he told them, "Yo, it was just a prank. No worries. It was just a prank." Ooh, the is worst. this prank? Um, is it too far to bring mm. in somebody's like work responsibilities mm-hmm. into the prank, or do you think this is like a good prank? It's funny you mention that. I have also played an ill-fated prank at work. Uh, recently? Um, a few years ago, a few jobs ago. Um, I, we had this kind of like crazy boss and she had a very distinct accent Mm -hmm. and I did a really good impression of her at the time and everyone was kind of like scared of her. What was the, do you mind if I ask, uh, what region or what country the accent was um, from? It was kind of like a New York. It was kind of like, Hey, I'm going to need you to come up here (laughs) where things are getting a little dicey. Oh my God. And... We need to see that character. We need to see that character. Yeah, she doesn't come out on stage. I think I've repressed it due to the emotional trauma I suffered at her on her hands. Um, so I had a coworker who, in retrospect, was like a friend coworker, probably too sensitive to be the victim of a prank. Yeah. So we go over to my desk, my friend Brooke and I, and we're like, okay, we're going to call her up. And so I, I called her up as our boss. And I was like, hey, Alyssa, I'm on the seventh floor. I'm with Dolores. I need you up here right away. And she bought the whole thing, hook, line, and sinker, grabbed her notebook, and went like running out the door of our office. And I had to run after her to stop her and be like, it was just a joke. That was me. And I think she probably didn't talk to me for like a month. But at least she didn't make it all the way up no. to your boss. Imagine how crazy they would have been if she went sprinting into your boss's <laughs> office and then your boss was like... Well, I gave uh, her a location that no one would have been at, but I would never... Uh, I didn't think she was going to buy it. I thought she would do it was me. So that's when I learned that sometimes my impressions are more realistic than I might You have great impressions. Thanks. Was it on April Fool's Day? No. But maybe it should. It was just a good old-fashioned prank. Yeah, just a. Pr- I love a. I love. You love prank. a good prank. Yeah. I mean, do we ever? Do you think it's like okay? So some like with these guys, it's like they're both. You know, they're not old. They're mm-hmm. whatever in their thirties. Like, but do you think there's an age where you should like stop pranking, or do you think pranking no. is for everyone? I think pranking is for everyone. I think that um, I don't like work is necessarily off limits. Mm-hmm. It, like, unless it goes too far, and I would say going too far is like you're being fired. Mm-hmm. That feels mean because then someone experiences like the emotion of like being super upset about something. Yeah. Where I would say, like, what was the penalty you mentioned for Cliff? Uh, so they were gonna get, lose a draft pick, and the 
reason it's a big deal mm-hmm. is they have the number one overall draft pick right now because oh. they were the worst team. Okay. So Cliff has his choice of choosing whoever he wants out of all the college players. He gets the first choice. Mm. So that's really, really valuable because okay. you get a player that maybe is going to be the best, best player on your team for mm-hmm. the next five to ten years, depending on how it works out. So he yeah. was like shitting his pants because he thought, holy shit, like, this I is lost such, a big... I lost a really valuable asset for my company, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the most valuable thing we have is to be able to choose our next player. I think a prank's fairness is also determined by the length of time the pranker lets the pranky experience Yeah. So if, like, if pretty quickly it was like, oh, hey, Cliff, like, after two minutes, like, this was a joke, great. Yeah. But if they let this go on for 45 minutes, it feels a little, like, psychologically effed up. Yeah, I think he kind of told him pretty much right away. Like, I think he gave him, like, a minute to freak out. Okay. Um... But I kind of agree. Like, my grandfather, I think April Fool's is his favorite holiday. And <laughs> he used to turn all the clocks in the house Ooh. two hours forward. Oof. So everyone thought they were late. Everyone thought they were late. So he would rush. Wait. Wait. So, so what, what he would do, then you tell me if they thought they were, what, how, how he turned the clocks. <laughs> okay. Maybe it was back. He would, like, run and wake up my mom and her sister and her two brothers mm-hmm. at, like, four in the morning. And be like, we're late, we're late, hurry up, hurry up. Then he would like, they would all be like running, sprint in the car. And then he would go and drop them off at school (laughs) at like 4.30 in the morning. He carried it out all the way. And then he would literally just carry it out. I'd be like, would he pick you up? They would be like, no. And I'd be like, so what would you guys do for the next four hours? Till school actually started. So that seems kind of mean. Like, he's a really, like, oh, if you met him, that's funny. and, you know, hopefully one day you will, he's the sweetest guy. Like, he, he wouldn't hurt a fly. But to me, when I hear that story and everybody's, like, laughing at it around the Thanksgiving table, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, it's so cold in April. Were they just, like, sitting out on the yeah, steps? Yeah, they live in Ohio, so it definitely oh, was bird. cold. And then if you're, like, an eight-year-old. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I would love to meet your grandpa. He's a great guy. Um, He's a jokester. Yeah. But you're right. It's like maybe you just need the initial satisfaction of knowing you prank someone and then you can roll it back. Yeah. Not four hours later. Yeah. I feel like we should play a prank. Well, I think we should play a prank. Yeah. We definitely should. Sure. I'm inspired now. So I am too. watch out, world. A prank is coming up. <laughs> Shout out to Sean McVay. We all knew you were handsome and a football coach. Now we're revealing that you're only a six. So That's sorry. not the reason we took your, took your mask off. The real reason we took your mask off is because we now you know you're a prankster, which honestly, I know girls like a sense of humor. Maybe that bumps you up to a 6.5. For sure. Uh, a seven. <laughs> or even a seven. Yeah. Wow, being generous yeah. now. Um, I'd be good at your job. Maybe a seven and a half. Wow. Maybe Look. he's also like good with kids and yep. has an accent. I don't know. Maybe now we're looking at Nate, maybe, Cliff, hey. and Sean. See, it's not just about looks, fellas. Mm-hmm. That'll give you a little... Mm-hmm. We're listening mm-hmm. out there. It's not just about superficial looks. I know, women are much more in-depth thinkers than men are. <laughs> they're, they're not just binary thinkers sure. like men are. So they, if you have a good personality, if you're just good at your job, you might be able to overcome your bad looks if you play a good prank you play a good prank Mm -hmm. thank you so much to you jessica for coming here on the i'm open podcast you've been an incredible guest thank you for having me is there anything you would like to share with the i'm open family before you go you know only that i have been really waiting for my invitation to appear so thank you for making my dreams a reality and i uh passed a friend on the street Mm -hmm. coming here and I 
You can shout out to her if you okay, want. Okay, to Sheely. Shout I don't know why Sheely. I'm anonymous <laughs> friend. And I said, oh yeah, I'm going to be on David's podcast. And she said, oh, the I'm Open podcast. But like, I don't know. I heard it as the I'm Moping podcast. I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, this isn't the I'm Moping podcast, <laughs> but I might need to start the I'm Moping <laughs> podcast, which is just going to be me eating, <laughs> eating Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Complaining. complaining about things yeah. watching you might just see me just watching shows mm-hmm. and just hear me just like <laughs> <laughs> eating snacks feeling that's, sorry that's for gonna yourself. be my new it's gonna be a solid two hours of me yeah. on the couch and that's coming up next sure, thank you so much for inspiring me of course and thank you Amelfin family we'll see you guys soon Jessica thank you. we look forward to having you back on the show soon uh, I hope we have to work that. it out with your busy schedule but you've been an incredible guest thank you David thank you so much thank and thanks you, for I'm making the, your time to come into the studio today yes thanks again for listening to I'm open podcast don't forget to subscribe give us a rating and tell your friends to listen to the show. Now you can follow us on Instagram at I'm open underscore pod for awesome sports content every single day and a chance to have your very own I'm open podcast hat. Everybody have a great night and don't forget to stay open. Stay open.